It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. Old saying says, good, better, best, never let it rest till your good gets better and your better gets best. Uh, Another way I've heard it said is that good is often the enemy of the best. And I think that's what Jesus is dealing with here with his disciples in Luke chapter 10. In Luke 10, Jesus sent out 70 of his disciples to preach and to heal the sick. And they returned to him just ecstatic over the power that God had demonstrated to them. And it really appears that Jesus is kind of throwing a wet blanket on their joy But I think what he's doing is really just calling them to a higher joy and a higher perspective of their joy. In Luke chapter 10 and beginning in verse 17, it says, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. And he said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give to you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. And in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hid these things from the wise and prudent, and you have revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. So, He sends out these 70 disciples and they go out on this mission of preaching and this mission of healing, which are all the signs of the Messiah. Jesus is revealing himself to Israel as a long awaited promised Messiah. So he sends them out with the prophesied signs that Isaiah said would accompany Messiah when he comes. And a big part of that had to do with these physical healings. And so they return and they're amazed at the power God gave them. And Jesus, at first glance, it looks like he's rebuking them, but I think he's really just trying to kind of give them a better perspective of what's really the most important. You see, they were pumped. They had gotten more than expected because in this case, when this group was sent out, you don't even see in the instructions anything about casting out demons. It's just healing the sick. It's like God did more through them than they could have ever imagined. And they were just excited about it. They were excited about seeing Satan's power undermined through the name of Jesus. They weren't resting in themselves. They said, God did this in your name. So their their confidence was in the right place. And then Jesus says to them, well, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. So it's like Jesus is saying to them, I understand the excitement you're feeling because you know what? You're seeing these kind of mini falls of Satan along the way. I actually saw the original fall, going back to Ezekiel chapter 28. Jesus said, I saw when Satan fell and his fall was so great. It was like a lightning bolt coming down from heaven. You know, there's actually four falls of Satan we see in scripture. The one is his fall from glory there in Ezekiel 28. And then we also see his um, fall from access to heaven to being restricted to the earth in Revelation 12. And then we see Satan's fall from this earth to the bottomless pit in Revelation 20, 1 through 3. And then his ultimate fall 
which is from the bottomless pit to the lake of fire. And you see that in Revelation 20 and verse 10. So at first glance, it appears that Jesus is maybe throwing a wet blanket on the exuberance and the joy of the disciples, that they had this ability to cast out demons. And maybe that Jesus is one-upping them and saying, well, you know what? I did more than that, and I saw more than that. But that's really not what's going on. Jesus is not rebuking their exuberance. He's directing it. Because if you look in verse 21, it says, even Jesus rejoiced in himself over what had taken place. You see, he rejoiced in what they were doing, and he was happy for them. But he just didn't want them to miss the greater joy. It was not that he was rebuking them as much as he was reminding them that there can be no greater joy in a believer's life than knowing that our names are written in heaven, that we are saved. He said, don't rejoice in the fact that the demons are subject unto you, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. Man, no greater joy than our personal salvation. Um, a lot of things, a lot of good things can usurp that place in our heart that really is reserved for our greatest joy. Think about it. Good things in our life can take and steal that place of joy. Our family can take that place of joy. Um, our occupation can take the place of joy. Um, our possessions, our recreations. And you know, in the case here, even ministry, ministry, the things we do for the Lord, good things can usurp that place in our heart that is really set aside um, for the joy of our salvation. So when we keep our joys in their proper place, that's when we experience our greatest joy. You see, if I keep my joy of my salvation each day and I wake up thankful that God has saved me and that saved me and that my sins are forgiven, and I keep that joy of personal salvation, personal forgiveness of sin, personal relationship with Christ, when I keep that in the highest place of joy in my life, man, that joy just trickles down into all the joys of my life. And I absolutely experience the greatest joy in every single one of them. So Jesus is saying, hey, there's great joy in what you have done and what you are doing. But please, please, please don't let that take the place of the greatest joy. And that is that your name is written in heaven and you are going to spend eternity with the Father uh, in heaven. And so today, man, whatever you are rejoicing in, whatever is bringing great joy in your life, um, you know, be thankful for it, but don't let it take the place of greatest joy. So the word for today is this. Enjoy every good thing God has given you today, but be sure to look at all of them through the lens of your personal salvation and don't let anything usurp that place of joy. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.